It's Tuesdays with Aaron. Here's Jason Wildey with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers on ESPN Wisconsin. It is the Aaron Rodgers Show. Tuesdays with Aaron. With Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Are you satisfied with your equipment over there? Yes. It's good to have your machine back. You feel more comfortable? Yeah, it's been it's been rough. All right. Well, I, I know you're busy with this football thing, but I did get an email today um, from an avid listener who said that when he listens on the podcast, the sound quality isn't as good as when he listens to it live. So if you could look into that. I know you got other stuff going on. When you say you, are you talking about me or no, Fish I mean, or yeah, somebody No, else? I mean you. Okay. Well, you're you're kind of our expert, so... Um, I just know that the yellow one makes it louder in my headphones, and the green one, I'm not sure what that does. Okay. Probably got, the same thing. You've got a real future in this business. Yep. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you're good at other stuff. Hey, um, so we've talked about this on the show before. Uh, your, your second favorite children's book of all time is what? Second favorite? Yeah. First would be The Giver. Yes. Second would be... Alexander's terrible, no good, very bad day. That would be it. Yeah. Uh, have I said second? You did. Okay, that's I'll, how you I'll ended stick up with that with then. Yeah. Um, so is that? I was thinking Green Eggs and Ham when you first said that. That's a good one too. But no, I'd say the givers. The givers one, and then everything else is kind of secondary. Okay. Well, I, I'm a, I'm anxious to. Am I too old to read that now? Or yeah, you know, we just actually. I know you're going somewhere with this. This is probably going to be a great segue for you. You're trying to segue into the way we played on Sunday or the way I played on Sunday. <laughs> but um, well, you're a smart one. But uh, recently, uh, the other Matt and Scott do do quarterback tests, and and one of them was uh, uh, the Goosebump books. Okay. Which are ones that I actually read when I was a kid. Do you remember the Goosebumps? I think I'm probably By too R. L. Stein. I know, I'm yeah, familiar kind with of, them, but I never read. I know them. you're about 15 years old. I mean, it was kind of right in between. Eleven. Right in between us there, the Goosebumps. So I was reminded of those books um, a couple weeks ago when Matt did a test. Interesting books. Yeah, they don't have anything to do with what I was going to ask. I know. That's why I just <laughs> want to make it harder for you to segue. <laughs> so speaking of Goosebumps, your performance didn't give me any Goosebumps. Um, so did you? Is it just one of those days? I mean, you're not moving to Australia, but it was was it just one of those days for you? <laughs> you're such a jerk. <laughs> you're enjoying this way too much. I thought I had this great idea. I know. And you just, just torpedoed it. Just, you know what? You're just saying it so seriously. It was, just, it was. I just love the effort you put into that. I love the lady who then sends me an email that says, I'm mean to you because I call you a jerk sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think you should do okay. his show anymore. Oh my god! That's what it said. Oh man! That's. Uh, I'll go ahead and put that in there. Is it? Is it old here? No, I was going to say it's it's um, mint um, peppermint bark coffee. So I thought you might want to go with the peppermint. Nah, I'm going with the frosted sugar cookie. Okay. All right. So we've. I'm sure people are pulling their hair out. They need to put the the camera here for the last couple shows we're doing here before it's too late. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was Until, a rough uh, one. So, let me. Can I get into my answer now? I would get love into it, it right? if you got into your Sunday answer. Sunday was a rough one. I didn't play well. That's not news to anybody. Uh, now, it's frustrating because, obviously, I hold myself to a really high standard. I know I can play better, and I should have played better. Uh, they made some plays. Uh, we missed some throws. Uh, we missed some catches. And we missed some uh, some opportunities. So it was uh, a lot of things uh, didn't go right for us. And then we... Uh, 
we blame it on ourselves. You know, they did some good things on defense, but uh, we had some opportunities and uh, didn't make the most of it. The line blocked great. Eddie ran the ball really well. James did some nice things for us. Um, yeah, we had some opportunities in the passing game. We got some things going at times. Didn't convert third downs. And uh, I didn't play well enough uh, to, to give us a better chance to win. So what is that like for you to go through, though, because it hardly ever happens? I mean, that's uh, that's such a rarity that I'm wondering, Do you get does the frustration get to you during the course of the game? Do you start to press? What is it like when you're used to playing one way, and the game is going a different way. I felt, you know, I felt confident. I felt, uh, I felt good about a lot of the throws. Actually, which was disappointing because I, you know, missed a few of them by more than I wanted to. But I felt good about uh, the ball coming off. It just, uh, you know, was a little bit off. It's one of those days, you know, that we, uh, as an offense, were a little out of sync, and obviously it didn't help it with uh, some of the throws I made. Um, but we had some opportunities. We had some opportunities to uh, convert some third downs to make some plays, and, and uh, uh, we didn't do it. So, you know, we all look at uh, squarely in the mirror and, and uh, we're very self-critical, myself as much as anybody. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a frustrating film to watch, but uh, we are creatures of habit. And, and we've sat here many times over the last 11 weeks and um, went in nine of those games and felt great about the performances. And, and uh, uh, you, you have to approach it the same way. You can't, uh, you can't just... You know, just lie and, and be washed over with the incredible, uh, you know, positive uh, comments about the way you're playing, and then and then not, uh, you know, not be comfortable, you know, with the with the negative ones. Uh, and at the same token, uh, on the flip side of that, you have to be able to move on. You can't be sitting and, and uh, you know, thinking about how great you did and uh, you know that week because none none of that carries over to the next week. You have to, you know, you have to create your own momentum. You have to. Um, Go out on Sunday and make the plays, regardless if you threw six touchdowns the previous week or, or none. And uh, we do a good job of moving forward. Uh, obviously, these weeks are harder because uh, you have to uh, think about the, perform- the negative performance all week if you if you reminisce to the previous week. But uh, yeah, we do a good job of moving on and, and trying to think about the next opponent. And everything's right in front of us. We're sitting in the sixth spot right now. We can. Uh, I was looking at the playoff. Uh, uh, scenarios actually uh, earlier today, and um, do you get those emailed to you, or how does that work? No, I was actually uh, I saw him on uh, Jim Trotter's uh, timeline there. Actually, Jim's a buddy. I like Jim. He's yeah. one of my favorite people. Actually, he's great. Yeah, he's he's a very good writer. Um, and there's a lot of things that can get us in the playoffs. The first part of that is winning the game on Sunday. Um, so you explained what approach you take the week after a performance like this. Also, historically, when you have had one of these off games, stinkers. Al- almost it, it, that, is that the technical term? Stinker. I don't know. Yeah, it works. Clunker. It's fit. No, I like stinker, stinker better. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you have had a stinker, you almost always have what would be the opposite of a stinker? St. St. Yeah. What does that stand for? Super terrific. Okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't, but that works. <laughs> um, you almost always have that was had a little a... inside joke just for the players on our team. Okay. But, uh, well, well, I, I like Super Trump. Every, well. every, everyone except uh, AJ, I'm sure, listens because he pointed that out at his locker. But uh, you've, you've generally followed up a less than ideal game with a really good game. Why would that be? I don't think there's anything in particular. It's just you don't it's focus more, nothing. No, I followed up. Uh, ST games with ST games before. Mm-hmm. You haven't asked me about those games. I'm still trying to figure out what the ST stands for. <laughs> uh, 
it's an approach. It's it's a you know it's doing it's the same things over and over, and it's we're creatures of habit, so it's um, it's sticking to the plan, sticking to the process that got you to this point. Um, you know, trying to trying to refocus as quickly as possible. But I, you know, I sit here every week and, and after a win, and I'm I'm already thinking about the next opponent right. uh, as it is. So um, I just get to bring up. Uh, Get to get to talk about these performances, good or bad, because uh, I have to sit across from you. Yeah, well. And look at those legs until, and those shorts. Until we until we get that ex- contract extension. Done. Great slippers, too, by the way. Thanks, That's great. thanks, yeah. thanks for thanks yeah. for noticing. John Kerry's here too. We want to give John a little shout. He looks out much here. nicer than I he do. Does. He's got great the green tie. socks yep, that match looking the tie. Good tie. Um, looking good, Johnny. So you yeah. said after the relaxed thing, though, that that following week you were really dialed in because you knew you had some pressure yeah. on you. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't. That 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 was an anomaly. That doesn't necessarily you don't you don't get extra dialed in because you feel like you should be dialed in every week. Yeah, I should. I should be. Yes. Okay. Um, you mentioned the playoff um, scenarios. You have not yet officially clinched the playoff berth, but you have have uh, a few things that could happen. You can also simply be the number two seed if you just win on Sunday and beat the Lions in the finale. And I know that's hard work, but um, to get the number one seed, you would need some help. How do you feel about where you guys stand just in terms of the big playoff picture and what you keep saying is in front of you? Yeah, we feel good about it. You know, uh, The one seed looks uh, looks like it could be out of the question uh, at this point, but um, everything else is right in front of us. We talk about uh, winning the division and getting a home playoff game, and that's within our reach. That's two wins away. Um, so... That's that's the main focus. Uh, this is an important game for us. Uh, you know, every road game uh, has a you know obviously a little different challenge because you're going into a different environment and and traveling and stay on the road. But we got to focus in and get our fourth win on the road and then come back and get our eighth win at home and uh, get this thing uh, going. But this is kind of a reset for us, I think. And we've had these over the years at various points in the season, and this is a good reset for us. A good chance to. Uh, to step back and think about all the things that's, that are in front of us and the opportunities that we can uh, accomplish here. And a good reminder that these things don't come around all the time. And we have a, a great football team that has the opportunity to do uh, some incredible things. Uh, and it's about the sticking together in these in these times of, of adversity. I said it after the game, you know, you that this, this, uh, this team will be judged by how uh, we respond to this adversity. And I think we're going to respond the right way because of the leadership that we have from the top down and and guys gonna guys gonna respond in, in the right way. Do you um do you care about stuff like you've never won in Tampa? I mean that was oh eight no nine that you were the starter. Does that do you care about winning in every stadium or anything like that, or does that not even enter your consciousness and it's just something that somebody like me would notice? I care about it. Yeah, you do. Why? Well, on a level of one to ten, if ten is really caring about it and one is not caring, it's you know it's it's closer to one than it is to ten. Right. That still counts as caring about it, right? Yeah, it sure yeah. does. Okay. Um, you mentioned um, after the Bills game, too, that the Bills cover guys were much more physical than not you expected, but that more so than you expected them to be able to get away with. Um, what did you say to that official after that one play? You were talking to him. I saw the picture on Getty Images. And how big of an issue was their physicality with your guys' production? I was just asking if they remembered that the emphasis was uh, <laughs> this season was for IC, ICT and, and uh, DH and what are you OPI doing? and DPI. That's how the refs talk. They talk in, in, uh, in acronyms there. Well, so, that's just ST. Yeah, exactly. 
it was kind of SD for a, for a game for us, but uh, illegal contact and uh, defensive holding, offensive pass interference and defensive pass interference were yeah. kind of four emphasis uh, they had this year. So didn't appear to be emphasized on Sunday. No, there was there was a lot of contact, um, but you you have to adjust accordingly. I just thought there were a couple of plays that were pretty. Uh, as you go back through the film, you know, um, we send every team does. You you know you you send in plays to be reviewed by the league and. All you're hoping for is an apology in those situations, but uh, hey, sorry we missed that one. Oh yeah, sorry we missed that one there, that Phil Mary. But uh, <laughs> no, I don't think we got an apology on that one. But uh, um, every now and then you get an apology back. But uh, but yeah, they were you know they were physical. Um, but those guys in cover too, they're, they're uh, real good cover guys. They did a good job, uh, you know, staying uh, high shoulder and adjusting to some of the the, the shorter throws and rallying up and tackling. And um, you know they blew one coverage and. Uh, we didn't make them pay. So in a game like that, where it's a tight one on the road, you got to make them pay when they blow coverage like that. Uh, two more things, and then we'll go inside the helmet, uh, look ahead to the Buccaneers, and then get to your favorite part of the show, the Ask Aaron questions. Uh, it, it's a You have plenty of work to do before you would get there. There's no guarantee you would even play them. But there's part of me and I think a lot of other people that kind of looked at that and heard what you said after the game and thought, well, that's how Seattle's guys play. Um is in any way does that prepare you for a potential playoff matchup with a team that plays that way? And and it seemed like you know you just continue to see these teams that rush four, drop seven. How how do you continue to deal with that? And how do you get better and more productive against that? Well, nobody's thinking about the the playoff matchups. I can tell you that much. Um, yeah, I think in those situations you, you kind of have to do what we did at times there and uh, run the football. You know, we ran the ball pretty effectively. The offensive line has been playing so well. Uh, the protection was great. I mean, those guys, the top three guys, sack guys at 31 and a half sacks, and we, uh, you know, we shut them down right there to the last play. So they did a great job of giving me some time to move around the pocket. They opened up holes for Eddie and James, and you know, we ran the ball effectively. And, you got to kind of do that a little more if they're going to be, uh, you know, real physical outside, and, and you're not going to be able to complete a ton of balls outside the numbers. Did that? That was my last question. Was about the line. Did they? You've been saying very nice things about them for a very long time. Um, did they show you anything more with what they did against Buffalo, or did they just sort of confirm what you've known for the last six weeks? I think it was more of a confirmation. You know, they. Uh, they blocked really well. David uh, was was great on on Hughes and and Brian did a really nice job on Mario. Um, and then we blocked them inside really well. There were a few times where you know we had to move around a little bit, but uh, but for the most part uh, there were some really good uh, really good opportunities to uh, to stay in the pocket and uh, and survey the field. Let's uh, let's go inside the helmet. Um, I, I would like to have more positive plays, but I don't. Um, I don't know. Don't give me that. I would like to. You, I know what you're, I do. What you're excited what you, about. You've had like 11 games in your life where you didn't throw a touchdown pass. That makes it a little bit tougher. Um, you looked that up? I, I may have. <laughs> Go ahead. I, and I may have just gotten that number wrong. Um, the interception to Randall, you, you were asked about it after the game too. Not just the throw to Randall, but obviously Jordy being open. Can right. you kind of take us through that? Because a lot of people saw it on television. Yeah, I saw the check uh, that the defense made and, and had an idea what the coverage was going to be, uh, one high man. Um, and as I came up off the fake, uh, you know, the progression is really uh, uh, Randall's one, Jordy's kind of an alert, and uh, Devontae's two. 
But that situation where Devontae's coming from left to right on the backside, you kind of have to check the backside corner to make sure that he's running with Devontae. Otherwise, he's going to throw a pick like I did in uh, in Tampa back in 08 on the, almost the exact same play. Um, so I came up off the fake and checked the backside, and the guy was running with Devontae. Well, everybody got the check except for Corey Graham, who's playing uh, a two-shell uh, uh, style to his side as Jordy runs free off the right side. All I saw was uh, was Randall running free, and, and after I saw the check pre-snap, I was thinking that uh, – and one high man, you know, if I come up off the fake, look to Randall, hold the safety, and then throw it outside to Jordy. That was my thinking. But I came up off the fake, and Randall was running free by himself. Um, so I never got back to Jordy uh, in my progression. Uh, unfortunately, if I had obviously peeked outside, it's a big play of not a touchdown. But, uh, you know, then the throw was obviously not a very good throw. So he had a, the, you know, unfortunate that uh, Randall was running free there. If this guy had been running with him stride for stride, then obviously I'd get off him and go to Jordy. But because nobody ran with him, you know, I just got stuck on Randall and and, uh, and then threw a bad throw. If I throw a good throw there, you maybe catch it and breaks free. At least you have a big gain, you know. And it's a little bit better than missing a wide open touchdown. But then you throw an interception and miss a wide open touchdown. It's kind of a double whammy there. So their so their mistake actually helped them there. Well, their them signaling uh, the co- the coverage uh, actually turned out to, to help them, man. Okay, uh, and then the the. The would-be touchdown to to Jordy, I, I think we both agree that he would have scored. I don't think the safety has the angle there. Do you? I mean, he's gone, right? Yeah, I don't think he gets caught there. Probably yeah. not. What What did you What yeah. did you see there? And then what did you feel? Yeah, we had a good call. Um, good call there. They're playing uh, kind of cover four there on Jordy. It was more of a three over two, and uh, we uh, we talked about running a slant and go there. And uh, he ran a good slant. I pumped it and held the safety. Um, yeah, that's the one time in the last five years Jordy's dropped a pass. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, wouldn't trade him for anybody. I just did an interview, uh, and was, was, was asked about him and, and said, uh, there's some incredible receivers in this league and guys have been making some unbelievable plays, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't trade Jordy for any of them. Um, you know, I, I love playing with him. He's a great, uh, great teammate. Uh, he's incredibly gifted physically. But mentally, he has a you know a, a great approach to the game, and uh, and has always pushed himself to get better, and practices really well, and, and is a great leader for us. So, um, you know, physical things are going to happen. There's going to be drops. There's going to be missed throws. Uh, those you just you have to chalk up to, um, you know, at times the the everything's going to align. There's going to be physical mistakes. The mental mistakes are the ones that are frustrating, and uh, we had some of those in the game. But the physical mistakes, you know, are those going to happen? Uh, and you just got to deal with them. The guys, you know, were, were probably uh, disappointed with some of the throws and, and uh, disappointed with not coming up with some of the throws at times as well. But that's always been your position. I mean, so it's going to happen. You know what? They're going to happen. There's nothing nothing we can do about it. The, the stats sometimes equal out, and there's going to be there's going to be an occasional occasional drop like that. But uh, the mental errors are the ones that frustrate you, and, and uh those guys did a really good job of doing their doing their jobs. Let's uh, let's look ahead to the Buccaneers so we can get to your Ask Aaron questions. Um, we, I mentioned your success or lack thereof in Tampa, but you also are facing Lovey Smith, who you were very familiar with. How does that impact your preparation, and, and what do you see from the Buccaneers thus far? Well, I got a ton of respect for Lovey. I mean, he's a guy who I've enjoyed uh, battling against over the years, and. Um, he is one of the classiest guys I've ever competed against, and I just have uh, so much respect for the way that he carries himself. And uh, obviously, his teams are always very well prepared. Love the battles over the years against him and Brian and Lance and and Charles and those guys. 
um, had some had some fun ones, uh, some some great wins and some uh, and, a, and a couple losses mixed in there as well. But uh, but Lovey has always been somebody I've had uh, you know a lot of respect for in the game, and that's why I enjoyed excuse me talking to him last year when he called about Jeff. Uh, bringing Jeff in to be his offensive coordinator, and then obviously you know Jeff's had some health issues and uh, it's not there anymore. But uh, but you know it, it's a team that's uh, uh, you know that, that's uh, it's had a rough year. You know they, they've had some some tight losses. Um, you know, but uh, but they've made a lot of plays. Uh, they've created some turnovers. Um, you know it's it's a very sound football team. You know they play their their defense as well. Um, you know, Gerald just went on the on the IR. Joe McCoy, who's uh, you know one of the more talented interior defensive linemen, so they're gonna have to replace him. But uh, yeah, whenever you play a team on the road and a team well coached like this, it comes down to the execution part. They're gonna have a good plan for us and try and take away what we do well, and we're gonna have to go in there and run the football effectively and and be uh, you know be a lot more accurate than we were on Sunday. Let's get to the Ask Aaron questions. You can share those via Twitter with the hashtag Ask Aaron. Did you get a preview today, or were you too busy doing other stuff? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, no preview. Me. I was hanging out with my main man, John Kerry, from the Mac Fun. Whoop, whoop. That could be the first time he's ever gotten a whoop, whoop. Yep. I think. Um, Abby says, congratulations on being a nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. You're incredible off the field and even better off of it. Abby's buttering you up a bit. Mm. Uh, what were your thoughts when you found out about the award? Well, it's an honor to be uh, uh, to be nominated there. Um, frankly, I don't know that I match up uh, with some of the guys who've done some incredible things. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, I've loved the opportunity to work with uh, with John on the MAC Fund and, and do the incredible it's Aaron stuff. We've been able to highlight some incredible people doing great work in in the area in the region. Um, you know, when I think about the man of the year, I think about Peanut last year, and I think about his speech. Um, you know, and, and the way that he conducted himself and, and his incredible work. And um, I just know that we all have a platform to do some incredible things. And uh, I try and make uh, make the most of my opportunities and. And uh, lend my name and my time to, to some people who are doing some incredible work, and um, you know I think you know we we don't you know the, we don't want to do this for personal glory. So when I when you get nominated for something like this, I think you know you want the glory to go to those people who you're fighting for uh, to have a normal life, and uh, that's kind of my motivation. So you know I don't know I don't know what's going to happen or who else is nominated, but uh, it's an honor to be to be mentioned with the great. Uh, with an award that, that bears the great Walter Payton's name, and uh, and uh, I'll be uh, definitely uh, definitely thinking about what to say if I win. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple of stadium-related questions for you. Molly says, uh, "What is your favorite NFL stadium to play in, other than Lambeau, obviously, and why? And do you have any message for Packers fans who are traveling to Tampa Bay?" Uh, I don't know. I like playing in Lambo. I got some more uh, road rash there. Yeah, it just kind of bothered me, and I rubbed it on this cord here, yeah, my elbow here. Ouch! That turf was a little. Yeah, I got a little strawberry on my um, on my left cheek as well from the slide. Not your face. Now, uh, I slid twice. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, I was you know. proud of you. Thank you. Ted, Ted was too. But uh, so, did he ever talk to you? No, because um, he knew you knew. What is the question? Uh, the question. <laughs> Favorite stadium to play in Lambeau, and and advice for the uh, for 
folks travel. I haven't checked yeah. their weather report yet, but I would say uh, yeah, for 70. all the all the snowbirds, the snowbirds are probably down there, aren't they? I think so. I don't. I I don't know. There was that San Diego game a few years ago, but it rained. Generally, Tampa is the place where Packer fans most successfully take over the building. Really? See how loud you can be when they're on offense. How about that? You're a big fan of that. Yeah, that's awesome. San Diego had to use a silent count when we were down there. I, and I still remember we walked out of the tunnel, and it was like, I'm like, what happened? Is John Cusack here? Looked over, it was like, it's for us. There were a ton of, a ton of Packer fans there. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, I, John Cusack was actually at a game, a Chicago Bears game, years ago on Monday night. Really? And he had a sweet mustache, yeah. Was he with Ashton Kutcher? I didn't say not at the time, no, but he might have been. Okay. He comes to a lot of those Packers-Bears games. Anyway. Uh, another stadium-related question. Did you hear about that when Vince Vaughn was in the tunnel? And uh, this was years ago. And no, Brady, you got to tell that Brady story. Brady Papinga, who was just in town with his new book. It was, yes. So Brady was Did he like, send you a copy? No, not yet. Okay. But I can't wait to read it. <laughs> uh, Brady was walking through the tunnel, and Vince Vaughn was in there. He goes, oh, Vince Vaughn, you're huge, man. <laughs> and Vince was like, uh, but if you know Brady, that was just so Brady's like, whoo, hey, Vince Vaughn, yeah, you're huge, man. And I was like, Brady, that's all you could think about saying? <laughs> so, yeah, it's always fun, seeing, it's always fun seeing celebrities uh, celebrities in the locker room. But, but if you're a Brady Papinga fan, you love But great to hear you do Brady Papinga. Yeah. Vince Vaughn isn't uh, is does he where does he rank in the pantheon of wacky or unique teammates that you've had? Oh, he's right up at the top. He's one of my favorite guys that, that uh, we've ever had. Um, for years, he thought that Coach Clements, Tom Clements, he thought his name was Coach Clancy. What's up, Coach Clancy? Tom's like even though Tom, he's real dry. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, Clancy, what's up? Sounds like it's Clements. Oh, yeah. Oh, he corrected him? Yep. Okay. Uh, Mike Montgomery thought that uh, Mark Tauscher's name for years was Mike Trouser. That's Chris, a true Chris, story. Chris, right? I thought it was Chris. Mike Trouser. Okay. There's somebody else on the team that thought his name was Chris Trasher. He told us that story. Too. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's because you were calling him Cat Pig all those times. Nobody <laughs> knew what his name was. <laughs> OCP, <laughs> STCP. There's a lot of acronyms for oh, yeah. the show today. Let's uh, let's get to Lisa's question. Uh, the game against the Patriots was my first trip to Lambeau. I took my father as an early Christmas present. Uh, we were in the first row directly behind the bench, and at one point between the third and fourth quarters, you were getting water. I yelled, we love you, Aaron, which you clearly heard but clearly ignored. <laughs> <laughs> That's why that was really good. That's why she got hers red. Uh, but after Devonte Adams dropped a would-be touchdown pass, the drunk guy next to me yelled a bunch of foul abuse at him. My questions: What's the funniest thing you've overheard a fan yell at you during a game? And can you tell us about the time, about a time where nasty stuff fans were yelling at a player after he made a mistake really got under that player's skin and affected his game, whether it's you or someone else? Does that happen very often? And how do you ignore it? Well, Philly has some of the best trash-talking fans in the league, without a doubt. Um, I remember we were playing on Monday night there. I think it was in 06, maybe. And they were screaming at me. I was standing up looking at the uh, at the pictures. And the fans, are every time we come over after a possession, were yelling at me, Hey, Rogers, get the splinters out your butt. 
Get the splinters out your butt. But they weren't saying butt. You know, it's, it's a family show here. Yeah, I appreciate that. And just, I, I don't, all I could do is laugh. Like, what? Why are you yelling at me? What did I do? I'm, I'm, I'm not even playing it. Hey, Rod, get the splinters out your butt. Like, okay, thanks. I'm just standing here. So that was pretty awesome. We went to Utah when I was a sophomore at Cal. And in the, the stadium there, it was actually Alex Smith's first start, and I played the, the second through the fourth quarters um, that game. That. Uh, the Utah fans were the most verbally abusive that, we, that we'd seen in my college career. It was pretty. It was pretty. I mean, they're right on top of you, and they were uh, they were pretty brutal. Um, Worse than Oregon? Yeah, in, you couldn't hear at Oregon. You couldn't really hear any individual people. Okay. Every now and then, you might hear somebody. Uh, in the stands, like the uh, the girl that that emailed in, I'm you know I'm sorry I didn't hear you. It's not like obvious that I heard you. I think that's a little presumptive there, but uh, presumptuous yes, funny also. Very funny, yes, yes. very funny. Uh, I wouldn't intentionally ignore something like that, but I, I did say last night at the event that um, I do enjoy the the uh, signs in the stands. I love them. I think. Uh, uh, especially during timeouts in the late third or fourth quarter, it's fun to look up there and see some of the signs. There's been some great ones over the year, people asking you to prom. Uh, there was a great one about the Flynn's twin in the stands of the uh, when we played uh, Atlanta uh, last Monday. Flynn's twin. Flynn's twin, yeah. It was uh, some guy who had a beard who was, you thought he looked like Flynn, and it was like Flynn's twin with an arrow pointed down. So I was standing next to Matt. Hey, Matt, look up there. Look at that. There's your twin. <laughs> Did he, in fact, look like Matt? I mean, from 40 rows up, yeah, I yeah. guess. Okay. You know, this guy with a, you know, white guy with a beard with the fluffy there, hair. There you go. Yeah. Um, Matt says, uh, what's the biggest factor in disrupting an offense's timing? Defensive back play, turf, crowd noise, nickelback in the locker room or on the PA system, all or none? Nickelback probably would be the, the biggest distraction. Uh, I heard that when you uh, used the photo of uh, of Jerry Fontenot and Nickelback that it didn't quite go over as well as you'd hoped. You need the video, don't you? We need to get you the video. Yeah, we need the video of that. It for didn't sure. have the impact you were hoping for? Yeah. People didn't know who it was. People <laughs> didn't is, know who Nickelback was. That's a good sign. That means that your team listens to music that you approve of. It's some crazy music in the locker room. I, I can imagine if I'm able to stick around for another eight or nine years. Uh, what do you mean? Because we're only in there 45 minutes a day. So tell what's the music like when we're when the media's not in there and you guys have free reign? There's there's this rap song that there's been that's been playing a lot that has something to do with baking soda and uh, something else that didn't make it. I just I don't understand it, but it has it says something about baking soda. Baking soda. Yeah. So if anyone knows that song is, I don't understand it. But um, on Fridays in the weight room, I, you know, I'm, I'm the eldest statesman in there right. for the offense, so I get to kind of control the radio. So on Friday, they allow me to listen to 90s Alternative, which is always uh, fun. I think the guys actually enjoy some of it, especially the slightly older fellas. But for the most part, it's, uh, you know, some loud music in there, Okay. which I appreciate a lot of it. I just don't understand the baking soda song. The baking soda yeah. song. Okay. I mean, they put on some, you know, some Tupac. You're okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely okay with that. Bone Thugs, you know. I'm, I'm definitely okay. Outcast. Okay. Bring it on. Warren G. Regulate. I like the CD after that. It's called I Want It All. It's a great, great CD. I don't, I don't have that one. But, um, 
Yeah, the banking to the song, I don't understand. Okay, well, we'll try to get to the bottom of that before next week. A couple more. Owen says, who is the most optimistic, upbeat teammate you have in the locker room? James Starks. Like yes, they didn't read your article, obviously. James Starks. Well, at least Owen didn't. I hope more people. It's okay, Owen. Yeah. Um, James Starks. What was the last second part of that? Most uh, upbeat, positive, after a loss like this. Uh, James doesn't strike me as a guy who would be very outwardly like trying to get guys pumped, you know, happy or whatever if they were. James Starks is the, yeah, he's the most upbeat person in the locker room, so he's probably the most upbeat after a loss. Okay. Joe says, for multiple reasons, I'd like to ask Aaron, how valuable is Cobb to your offense? What are those reasons? reasons I don't know if he's got him on his fantasy team or what, but maybe that's one of the reasons. Yeah, Cobb, he's he's a great player for us. I'm really happy. He went over 1,000 yards, which is a great achievement. His first time doing that. Um, But he does so much for us. You know, he can can be in the backfield and run the ball for us. He can uh, run routes from the backfield, from the slot, from outside. Uh, He does it all. He's a talented guy. And to top it off, he's a great teammate. You know, he's an excellent uh, excellent uh, practice player. He, he's a great leader. He has uh, some timely timely things to say. He's great at uh, motivating the guys, and uh, he does a great job of uh, bringing the same attitude every single day. So I'm really proud of Randall and the things he's accomplished on the field and, and off the field. He's an even better guy. Um, I know you got out of the general manager business, but I'm going to ask anyway, would would it be important to have him back next year? Yes. Why? I don't know. You're going to do a follow-up there. I just thought that yes would suffice there. <laughs> Why? Because he's a thousand-yard receiver, and he does just all the things I mentioned. Um, you know, there's a few guys who really, I think, embody – not a few guys. There's a lot of guys that embody what it means to be a Packer. And uh, over the years, there's been a number of guys who really just – kind of bought into the Packer way of making it about the team and, and being a great locker room guy and being a guy you can count on every day uh, to be a you know to be a great uh, great teammate and, and a great practice player and great in the community and, and take ownership of the responsibility to uh, conduct yourself the right way and uh, it's been it's been fun to see a lot of those guys get paid and get get second contracts and stick around and and Randall's one of those guys who's uh, who's exactly what I was just talking about last couple Karen uh, says did you get a chance to see the film on Wisconsin Public Television recently, Wisconsin from the Air? Uh, they flew over Lambeau last year during the Redskins game. Uh, so my question is, do you ever get a chance to explore other parts of our state? Yeah, I do. Do you have any favorite places that you get to go? I've been to Door County a few times. I just went down to Lake Geneva for the wedding. That was nice. Madison and Milwaukee are fun places to go. they got a great atmosphere. love going down to Milwaukee, Bucks game, Brewers game, or... Um, or just heading down to Carnivore to have a good uh, good bite to eat. Madison's a really fun town. There's a lot of great energy down there. Um, so yeah, I've I've been up to on the Packer tailgate tour. I went up to the to the way north, up there to uh, Superior. Um, That's a while ago. Over to yeah, it was a long time ago. Over to Eau Claire and um, Wisconsin Dells is a good spot. Done some fun events with Andy North uh, down there. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I love the state. It's it's got a lot a lot to offer. Just wish it was a little warmer sometimes. Uh, last few, uh, Garrett says when you one have- time. Hold on, I, I have to get this in here. It just hit my mind because I was thinking about different places. Okay, the Stag Bowl, it's coming up. <laughs> UW UW Whitewater against Mountain Union. So I just want to give a shout out to UW. Let's bring it home again, another championship. That's very very kind of you to support. Uh, and John Kerry does too. He's he's a big Coach supporter. Leibold's team. Yep. Uh, going up against up the purple and white, right? 
against the purple and white, isn't it? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Look at you. And and what famous alum comes from Mount Union? Mount Union, uh, John Kerry, the presidential candidate. Really? I don't know. I just John Kerry's here, so it's kind of the name. He's got thing. a sweet comb over, and you spend a lot of time around him. Sweet comb over. Yeah. Older fella. Larry McCarran. Special thanks. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, no, Dom Capers. Um, all right, so we're going to have a show before Christmas, so I didn't want to use too many Christmas questions, but there were a couple, and since you brought up uh, the Stag Bowl, um, someone who may have brought that up to you yesterday, Lindsay asks, last year I asked you what your favorite Christmas carol was, and you promised a few bars. So let's hear them. P.S., thank you for breaking your no-selfies rule. Did you break your no selfie? I don't. Feel, I didn't feel like I broke it. I just said, uh, you know, we were standing there waiting for the elevator after the event last night, and I just said, go for it until the elevator opens. Just start taking pictures. Um, so people might have got some selfies in, but I don't feel like that was like an ask for a selfie. I, did, I have a weird like selfie phobia. I don't know if it's if there's a clinical no. diagnosis for selfie phobia yet, but if there is, I have that. Uh, so if you ask for a selfie, that's why I say no. I just don't. It, they, they kind of creep me out a little bit. Okay. Um, you don't like the way they look or I just, just the I don't know. whole it's process? Just the process, I think. is Yeah. Okay, you can talk about selfies all you want, but I I do recall this. You did say that maybe next year you would sing uh, maybe part of your... Yeah, well, I was trying to give you an out with the maybe. I don't remember there being a maybe. Uh, Feliz Navidad would be right up there as my okay. favorite Christmas you want, songs. Why don't you, bring, you can bring your guitar next week and we can do that. I'll bring my guitar and Brady Papinka in because he's an expert in the um, Jose Feliciano Spanish language. Um, it's be awesome. All right, para bailar la bamba. Um, all right, well we'll save the other Christmas ones for next week then when you're uh, when you and Brady are seeing Christmas carols. Last question goes to Garrett, who says, "When guys have a bad play like Jordy dropping that pass, how do you approach them? I assume right after the fact you kind of leave it alone, but after the game, do you say don't worry about it? Do you jokingly give them a hard time to get over it, or what do you say? Not much needs to be said. You know, when yeah. you've played as much football as Jordy and I have together, there's not, not much to be said. Um, him and I uh, carpool usually on road games, yeah, uh, because we we live uh, in close proximity to each other. Um, so I mean, you know, I didn't play well, and he had you know one drop and um, another ball he thought he could have got to, so. Yeah, it wasn't a whole lot of chit-chatter on the way back. We were lucky enough, thankfully, that we were able to to land in uh, Green Bay because at one point we thought we had to land in Milwaukee and then drive up, which would have made that two-hour trip even longer. But, uh, but yeah, you know, we were both disappointed. There's yeah. been a lot of great, uh, uh, you know, great connections over the years in the games. And, you know, I missed him when he was wide open for a touchdown, and he dropped one he thought he should have caught. What's so. that ride like when it's not after a bad game, though? I mean, what do you do you guys – Talk football. Or Jordy does a lot of boozing on the way when I'm, I'm driving. <laughs> when you're driving, yeah. I hope when, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that. No, he doesn't. He does perfectly. not. I just uh, that was a joke. I think we all knew that was a okay, joke. He doesn't. He's not I hope. doing any of that. Yeah, but good job clarifying. Thank you. Yeah. All right, we'll do it again next week. We'll talk about how things go against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and look ahead to the regular season finale of the games being played, not the season finale of the Aaron Rodgers show Tuesdays with Aaron. Come back next week.